In today's show, I'm looking ahead to Sunday's games in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's talk about these games for Sunday. First one up is the Celtics and the Pelicans. I want to watch Vanilla Tice because he is to me the best of their big men. He's getting the bulk of those minutes. Now, they might go back to that starting lineup of Tyson Thompson together, which they did in the last game. But Tyson is the guy to roster out of that group, and I want to see what he's able to do. I also want to pay some attention to Jalen Brown, whose recent form hasn't been at the same level it was to begin this year. Percentages dropping off, a noticeable um, and expected drop in usage when he was putting up big usage numbers earlier when Kemba was out, and now, of course, he has to share with Kemba and Tatum. So let's see, where can he settle back to top 30, or is he going to be top 60 sort of a player? What can we expect from Jalen Brown? For the Pelicans, Josh the Hitman Hart is getting more minutes regularly than Eric Bledsoe. Will that be something that continues? I think it might be. But we want to see, can he push to 30 again? And does that make him a 12-team league guy? It probably doesn't, but it's going to give us an extra data point to view when looking at him. And then for the Pelicans, Billy Hernan Gomez, who started in the last game, um, he's their backup center. We don't know at this point if Steven Adams is going to play, although I do believe I do believe it seems likely that Adams will play, but regardless, Hernan Gomez can be a help if you're looking to boost your rebound category just for the Sunday, and especially if Adams is out, extra value coming his way. Next game we look at is the Thunder and the Cavs. MC Hamadou Diallo, he's been pretty up and down. I wouldn't say that he's a must-roster 12-team league player, but he is at least someone to watch if you need reboundings from a guard position. Someone who can usually score okay. Look, he's had 31, 20, and 31 minutes in the last three games. Now, the 20 minutes, interestingly, came in the game that Al Horford didn't play, and you think it would be the other way around, that his minutes would spike in those games. So what his playing time looks like remains to be seen. Darius Baisley put together three really good games, and then was horrendous against the Bucs. Only played 21 minutes um, and was quite poor. Let's see if he can get back to that level of play he showed against the Bucs earlier, against the Blazers, and against the Grizzlies, where he was putting up good numbers and was 12-team viable. For the Cavs, I want to watch the Padawan, Colin Sexton. Like Jalen Brown, his recent form has reverted to past seasons of Colin Sexton. Lack of uh, threes and rebounds and steals and blocks and the field goal percentage dropping off somewhat. Let's see if he can get back to that early season form or if this is just what we're going to expect. While the Discman, C.D. Osman, he looks like he's going to get another start with Torian Prince out. Also, updated news on Kevin Love. The Cavs are cautiously optimistic that he returns before the All-Star break. He had a setback in practice, it looks like. Also, not a setback, but he experienced soreness and did not practice. So it looks like we're going to be at least another week away from Kevin Love returning from his calf injury. I want to watch Chetty, see what he's able to do. He's played big minutes in the last two games in starts. He's more of a streamer, but on Sundays, we're always looking for streamers. Let's go to the next game. It is the Pistons and the Magic. I want to watch, um, for the Pistons, Dennis Smith Jr. Now, D-Line Wright looks like he's going to be out 
He's doubtful for this game, so Dennis Smith likely moves into a starting role. Saban Lee comes in as the backup. Smith put up really good numbers last game, apart from the fact that he shot 0 of 7 and went scoreless. But he had three steals and three blocks, and he was getting rebounds and getting assists. And now is an opportunity for him to actually put up some numbers. I also want to watch Big Deke Energy. Sadiq Bay, who's been okay for the last two games. Nothing spectacular. And I think that's sort of what we expect from him, a back-end 12-team league player the rest of the way. For the Magic, Evan Fournier has been really good since returning from his back injury, so let's see if he can keep up that high usage, decent efficiency sort of game. And I hope that the Magic aren't cowards. I hope that they decide that, you know, starting Gary Clark, who was then benched for Kem Birch, is not the answer at Powerford. And the short-term answer should be Chumura Kiki. Akiki had three blocks, 11 points last game. I thought he played pretty well. Just put him out there and see what he can do. Is he a streamer for 12-team leagues? Probably not, but I, I do think we're going to see, hopefully, some sort of expanded role for Chuma in this game against Detroit. Next one. It is the Sixers and the Raptors. The thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Harris has been putting up really good numbers this season, doing it sometimes with defense, sometimes with good rebounds, all the time with great efficiency. Let's see what he's able to do. And then uh, the painter, Matisse Thibel. He started the last two games with Ben Simmons out. He's putting up great defensive numbers, as we know that he's just always going to do. But what's his role going to look like with the uh, with Simmons likely returning and also Shake Milton likely returning? So Thibault's going to go from a guy playing over 30 minutes a night, probably to low 20s. And let's see what that does to his production. For Toronto, the wiki Chris Boucher, he started the last game. He didn't play a huge amount of minutes. And we know how poorly it went last time he played Philadelphia. He played like five minutes in that matchup with Embiid. So I would be a little bit worried about what his playing time is going to look like in this game or whether they go back to Baines starting and put Bembry on the bench, because there is no Kyle Lowry. I imagine they won't go that small ball lineup with Siakam trying to guard um, uh, Embiid. I, I just think that's too ugly. I just cannot see that being what they do. I think they might throw Baines back in there to start, and Boucher's minutes could be in trouble. Powell is going to get his touches. He's going to get his minutes. There's no Lowry, so nothing to worry about with Powell. But let's see. Can he keep up this ridiculous run of huge efficiency numbers with good usage and good minutes? Next up is the Wolves and the Knicks. Jaden McDaniels has played over 30 minutes for two consecutive games. He's outplaying Jared Vanderbilt. He's not starting, but he's coming off the bench. I think in 14-team leagues, we take a flyer on McDaniels and maybe even for 12-teamers, and let's see what they do with him here. Well, Jordan McLaughlin has been playing really, really good. Uh, playing, I'd probably, I'd say playing, uh, outplaying Ricky Rubio majority of the time. If you need some assists and steals as a stream guy on a Sunday, McLaughlin's going to have a 20-minute role here, and that's something to watch. For the Knicks, Rowan Barrett Jr., let's see, does he get benched in the fourth quarter again? because he's barely getting to 30 minutes most nights. His production is pretty poor. He's not a 12-team league category guy. He probably is a 12-team points league player. But the lack of production, the lack of playing time, the fourth quarter benching is a worry. I think Derek Rose is headed towards a uh, 12-team drop as well. Get that garbage out of here! But I want to see how much they play him. If they're sticking at the 21-22 minute mark, he's not going to be a 12-team league guy. If they look to ease him towards 27, then probably he is. So let's see how much Tom Thibodeau decides to use him here. Next up is the Nuggets and the Hawks. Faku Kompazzo has been playing big minutes. He's been playing pretty well, getting multiple steals, and I think four consecutive games. But what does his role look like? That is the question. Now, we know that Gary Harris is out again. Uh, Jermichael Green is out. Paul Millsap is out. PJ Dozier is out. So I think we're going to get big Kompazzo minutes. 
I think they put Porter across, Mickey Porter across to start at power forward, Barton at the, at the uh, three, and then you have Morris and Murray, and that means a lot of minutes coming for Kompatso. They're also going to have to give uh, Zeke Naji some extra playing time in this scenario as well. But Faku's played at least 25 minutes in four consecutive games, and I expect he does that again. There is even a chance that he starts this one. We want to watch Porter as well, who's had over 30 in the last two games. That's that's obviously a positive sign for him. And there is a real opportunity here for him to have some pretty big performances with um, the amount of players that are out, especially Gary Harris uh, out in this one as well, and uh, Green and, and Millsap. So a big opportunity for him. For the Hawks, let's watch John Collins, who has been struggling or struggled in the last game more accurately. Um, Capella's taking blocks. He's taking rebounds. Collins is stuck around a 30-minute mark a lot of the time. It is a worry. While Cam Reddish has been playing well, wasn't quite as good with the shooting last game, but he's edging into at least 14-team league uh, discussion. Next up, it's the Nets and the Clippers. What do they do? What does Brooklyn do with DeAndre Jordan? Kevin Durant is ruled out, but Nick Claxton is questionable. I don't think they're going to come out and start Claxton game one, but do they go in here and start uh, Jordan? Do they start Jeff Green at center? How much do they play DeAndre Jordan, especially if Claxton is available? That is the big question. And let's also watch Jim Harden, who is now the point guard on this team. He's averaging the most assists in the entire NBA. His usage isn't great. It's not, well, not great. It's not where it has been in the past, but he is putting up absolutely monster minutes, monster numbers, huge stuff from Harden. So let's pay attention to that. For the Clippers, they've got everyone back. So that's great news for them. But what does that mean for Lou Williams, who played 30 minutes for three consecutive games and then went down to 26 last game? And I think that that might go down even further because Paul George only played 27 minutes against the Jazz. So I think Williams is going to lose a lot of his value and probably moves into a 12-team drop spot. Serge Ibaka has not exceeded 22 minutes in the last three games. In fact, he's done it once in the last seven games, and that was against the Cavs where he played 29. They're going smaller a lot. Some nights Ibaka gets, uh, sorry, Zubats gets in there, but they're going a lot smaller with Morris at center. So Ibaka could be trending towards a drop. The next one is the Kings and the Bucks. Well, do they play um, Nemanja Bielica? We know that Harrison Barnes sat out on um, on Saturday for Saturday's game, and they started Hassan Whiteside with Rashawn Holmes out. There was also Glenn Robinson out. Interestingly, they didn't go to the to the Bielica starting lineup despite him playing 35 minutes the game before. Will they go with him in this one? And is he a stream option? And then we look at Buddy Heald, who's been pretty poor for most of this season, especially with his shooting numbers. Is he able to get anything going? For the Bucks, they made a switch. Bryn Forbes went to the bench, and DJ Augustin started last game. So if you're looking for some threes and some assists, Augustine played 30 plus minutes. He could be a stream option for you on Sunday. While Punch Bob, Bob Hortis has been under 20 minutes in the last two games. Now, I don't imagine this one's going to be particularly close. So that can help Portis get those minutes back up. But are they making a move away from Portis? He hasn't played quite as well in those last two games. That's one for us to pay attention to. Let's look at some stream options for 12-team category leagues. Michael Carter-Williams. We had Jermichael Green in there. He's out, so that's obviously not going to be a stream. Patrick Beverly, DJ Augustin, and Rob Williams is a stream option as well over in Boston. And then for points leagues, we're looking at Carter-Williams, Hart, Emmanuel Quickly, and DJ Augustin as some streams that you can add in points league. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Hit the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.